the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump back in Texas for a second time this week, taking a tour of the NRG Center in Houston and temporary the home to hundreds of displaced Houstonians. He even handed out lunch today. Meanwhile, the struggle to recovery has only just begun. For several, it was five, six, even seven days ago now that they were run out of their homes by rising water, and some are in their homes with no power. People are hungry for a warm meal and exhausted from next to no sleep, from stress, maybe lack of a dry bed, or even uh, staying up to protect your property from criminals. And that's why around 24,000 Texas National Guard troops are deployed here to help residents of Southeast Texas cope with the aftermath of Harvey Valdeor reporting. Meanwhile, in the West Coast, he be- beginning to bake things about 115 degrees expected in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh speaks the truth, whether you like it or not. When you look at the condition this country's in right now, I'll be straight with you. America is bankrupt. We're financially bankrupt and we're morally bankrupt. This is a country with a government we can't afford that does too damn much for too damn many of us. That's That's what we are today. The Joe Walsh Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot Intelligent Radio. The Northern Alliance Radio Network continues next year on AM 1280. The Patriot, your home for intelligent radio. Be sure to tune in to the closer, Brad Carlson. He's live tomorrow at 2 p.m. And for the best economic insight, there is only one place to turn, and that's the King Banyan Show. He's on Business 1440 Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, we clear up as the day heads on. 79 for the high, 58 for the low tonight. Mostly sun and 83 for Sunday. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're at the usual spot. We're on Underwood, just south of Murphy. Uh, we're across from Club Navy. Uh, for near as I can figure, they've set up a disco over there. It's so much noise coming from over there. Uh, if uh, We have to hope that these people go into submarines because they'll be heard miles and miles and miles away. Nonetheless, that's their, their issue. I'm sure they'll get it figured out by the time they, they need to. Here, we're all about the noise all the time, a, a happy, progress-focused noise here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, it was my pleasure this last Wednesday to uh, host and MC a, uh, a town hall with the attorney general candidates uh, running for uh, the Republican nod to run against one of the collection of DFLers running for uh, attorney general this coming year. And uh, one of them uh, joins us right now. My pleasure to welcome Harry Niska to the broadcast. Harry, I think we've talked one time before after the, day, uh, the last GOP convention a couple of years yeah. ago. Uh, lots happened. You have opted to throw your hat in the ring for attorney general. Congratulations. Thanks, and thanks for having me, Mitch. It's, uh, it's, it was a big decision. It's a big family decision. I'm here with, my, uh, with our two boys, and... Um, it's, uh, it's a big sacrifice for our whole family. It's a big challenge, but it's a really, really important job to change the direction of this state, to finally change the direction of that office, which the DFL has held 
for almost a half a century and will hold for over a half century if they win again this year. And uh, that's, uh, that needs to change, and uh, we're working hard to make sure it changes, and that's why we're in this race so early. As I was getting ready to host the, the event the other day, I, I got curious, how long has it been since the DFL held it? I thought since Mike Hatch maybe going back to the early 2000, late 1990s, I thought maybe... I started looking. I got Wikipedia up on my phone. I looked all the way back to 1971. Warren Spanis beat the last Republican uh, to run for the office in 1971. I don't. You weren't probably born in 1971, were you? I was not born in 1971. <laughs> no. And, and the last time we've won this race was 1966. That's Doug right. Head was elected in 1966. He ran for governor in 1970. And the DFL has now won 12 state elections, 12 straight elections for this office. Um, and, and that needs to change. It's never, a good, it's never a good outcome when any one office is held by one party for that long. And it's especially not a good thing when we're talking about the, a law enforcement office, something that's not really even supposed to be a political office uh, being held by one party uh, over and over and over again. And what that's resulted in is the DFL essentially feeling like they own the office, like it's an office they can just put career politicians in as a stepping stone to go up on the ladder. Lori Swanson, I think, is going to run for governor. That's uh, all the indications. As uh, She's using this as a stepping stone. Mike Hatch used this as a stepping stone before that. And what they have is a, co- a collection of career politicians lining up, again, to use that office as a stepping stone and as a political tool. And we need to change that, and that's why I'm running. We need a lawyer in that office, not a politician using that office for political uh, means and and the and the number of DFLers who have used it as a stepping stone are amazing. Warren Spanis, for people who remember that, I mean, it was he tried certainly to use it as a stepping stone. After that, Skip Humphrey, who had the office for just ungodly amount of time, and he he used it as a stepping stone to run for governor. And that may be uh, one of Jesse Ventura's great accomplishments, ushering Skip out of public life. Uh, after that, of course, Mike uh, the Hammer Hatch, uh, of whom little needs to be said, but we've said much on our, on our years on this broadcast. But after 46 years of absolute control of that office, a lot of people, I mean, anyone under the age of probably 60 has no idea what the attorney general uh, does other than what the last four or five of them have done. Uh, What what are some of the jobs? I mean, it's basically the attorney general's office uh, in, in my time in Minnesota since 1985 has basically been a protection racket collector uh, for the for the uh, Commerce Department, essentially. What are the things that the Attorney General's office is supposed to be doing that they haven't in a generation or two? Well, there is an important consumer protection function of the office, which is what right. you're referring to. But I think the, the best way to sum up what this office ought to do, the way I talk about what my priorities would be, my vision for the office, is to make Minnesota safe, fair, and free. Right. The safe part is public safety, which is an important function of the office that's frankly been totally neglected by Lori Swanson. Oh, yeah. When, uh, when there's a murder in Little Falls and the county attorney asks for help, the attorney general should never say no. But Lori Swanson said no. Really? When there are criminal appeals coming up and small counties need help on, on criminal appeals, the attorney general's office should be there leading on those issues. And then there are all of the big statewide criminal justice and public safety kinds of issues where we need state leadership. Human trafficking, opioid abuse, all of these issues where you have uh, issues that cross county lines and counties need help either coordinating prosecutions or sometimes taking over prosecutions. The attorney general's office should be a leader on those issues, and and Lori Swanson hasn't been. I had a meeting a couple weeks ago with some folks in the Washington County Attorney's Office, and they were explaining to me how, how much the attorney general's office could be helping them and could be helping all counties and simply isn't. So the Attorney General's office should be making, working to enforce the law to make Minnesota safe. They should be working to make Minnesota f- uh, fair by applying the law equally to everybody. Well, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican. It doesn't matter if you're a big business or a small business. Everyone is under the law, uh, whether you're an individual, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat donor. Everybody should be subject to the law, and that means that when a DFL state auditor sues to challenge state law, the, D- the, the attorney general should stand up and defend it if that law is constitutional. In that instance, Lori Swanson ducked out. Three counties are on the hook now paying to defend a state law. That's not fair. Really? And, and this is, all this stuff is stuff that I had no idea after, after living 30 years in the state right. that, the, that the attorney general should have been doing. I mean, this is all absolute news to me, and I follow this stuff. So right. you're, you're, you're going to be running for a statewide office for a state full of people largely. I mean, if they're under 60 years old, 
that have no idea that these are parts of the attorney general's brief. How do you educate an entire state about all the stuff, that has, all the balls that have been dropped over the last 46 years? Well, I come on shows like yours, Mitch. That's why we're out running early. That's why it's Labor Day of 2017, and we have an active campaign. We're raising money to raise the resources to get this message out. People can go to my website, harryniska.com. There's a red contribute button. They can uh, help us get the message out. But the, the, we need to uh, have a simple message and explain to people what this office is supposed to do, make Minnesota safe, fair, and free. The third part of that, free, is an important part of the office, too. Standing up for our Constitution, standing up for our First Amendment rights, standing up for our Second Amendment rights, standing up and pushing back against federal overregulation. Lori Swanson has, has almost never done this. The one instance where we know uh, she did, I will applaud her. In the D.C. versus Heller case, the gun rights case, Ted Cruz, when he was Solicitor General of Texas, wrote a great brief on behalf of a bunch of states saying that the, we are going to stand up for the Second Amendment rights of all the individuals in our state. Lori Swanson signed that brief. Yep. It's about the only time she's ever stood up for our constitutional rights. Over and over and over again, though, on cases that implicate our free speech rights, our religious freedom rights, um, and cases where the federal government is overstepping its bounds. Obamacare, the waters of the U.S. rule, clean power plan. You have uh, mostly Republican AGs, but AGs from other states standing up for the people of their state, and Lori Swanson does nothing. What, when she does stand up, most of the time, the clean power plan is a good example. She actually is fighting for more federal overregulation instead of standing up for Minnesota and pushing back against federal overreach. I'll change that. I'll be a, a, a leader in standing up for our Constitution, standing up for our constitutional rights, standing up for the people of Minnesota. That's what the Attorney General ought to be doing. And I'm glad you pointed out uh, Swanson's departure from the, the standard uh, script on Heller because she has been a, a, ex, a, an acceptable, maybe even a good Attorney General when it comes to Second Amendment rights. But that's about it. There's so many other areas where she has basically fed Minnesota and its taxpayers to big government. Yeah, well, that's the exception that proves the rule, right? She recognized, at least in this one case, maybe because she, for political reasons, I don't know, but she recognized that the attorney general does have a role in standing up for our individual freedoms under the Constitution. But where has she been on case after case after case? There was a, 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 a gun rights case coming out of California this last year yeah. that implicated important Second Amendment rights. It was the, the Supreme Court denied cert, but there were a number of states that filed an amicus brief supporting uh, the right to uh, carry, right? and Lori Swanson was nowhere to be found. There are First Amendment cases that are coming up all the time, uh, religious freedom cases. The Trinity Lutheran case, for example, that came up last year, yep. a religious freedom case. Minnesota was nowhere to be found. Other states stood up for our constitutional uh, religious freedom, now, but Lori Swanson didn't do it. Again, we, that needs to change. We need an attorney general who will stand up and fight to make Minnesota free, and that's what I'll do. That's we'll, why I'm running. We'll talk policies when you're elected here uh, shortly, uh, but let's talk a little bit about the bureaucracy you'll inherit it, when you are elected attorney general here in another year and a half. Uh, Mike, Mike Hatch uh, built a, an, an empire basically over at attorney general's office that made March, Marge Schatz uh, dynasty at the Cincinnati Reds look like Bono. I mean, it's a toxic uh, swamp. I mean, I mean, Donald Trump talked about draining the swamp. You're draining a manure pile over there. I mean, I've known people who've worked there who said it's one of the most toxic. Uh, in, uh, just in, it makes Game of Thrones look like a romper room. Uh, what, 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 how do you plan on dealing with the bureaucracy that Swanson and Hatch before her and Skip before him built up? Yeah, what, I, what I'll do is I will put out a help wanted sign and say anybody who uh, has left this office because they couldn't, ha they couldn't deal with the politicization of this office. They couldn't deal with the horrible work environment in that office. If you want to come back and work in a professional environment and enforce the law for all the people of Minnesota, you're welcome back. And I will talk to the people that have stayed there, and I will say, there's a new, there's a new, we're changing the guard. We're we're gonna, this is going to be an office that is not a political office. It's not about the, uh, it's not a fiefdom to advance the political career of whoever is the holder of that office. When I'm the holder of that office, it's going to be about serving the people of Minnesota and actually practicing law, enforcing the law for the people of Minnesota, not about uh, deciding which way you're going to go based on whether the parties are aligned with you politically, not about whether uh, you can find a way to avoid getting involved in a case just because of the political risks involved. We are going to enforce the law for all the people of Minnesota. And I know there are a lot of lawyers who want to work in that kind of an office, who want to, who want to serve the public. They want to get uh, trial experience. They want to argue appeals. They want to get into the courtroom. And they would love to work in an attorney general's office that's actually doing the job, 
and treating them like professionals. For, uh, most of those people have left the AG's office. Yeah. If, they get, if they go there, they leave. And I've talked to some of them. Uh, I, Pete Orput, the Washington County attorney, is one of those kind of people. Right. He worked for Mike Hatch, and he left. And now he's – I've talked to him about how you rebuild that office. It's going to take a lot of work, that's for sure. Had a but long it, conversation over martinis with a Pine County attorney who had similar stories to tell, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Harry Niska, who's running for the GOP nomination to run against whoever the DFL serves up. I myself am, am hoping it's, it's John Lesh. He's still on the race. I can't remember. We don't need to publicize him. We'll talk about that off the air. Uh, but we're talking with Harry Niska. If you have questions, by the way, live here at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, uh, wave your hands. I'll be right out there with Mr. Microphone. You can uh, ask questions about uh, with, uh, with one, of the, one of the people who's contending to be the next attorney general of the state of minnesota we'll talk specific policy get questions and talk about the campaign when we come back let's take a break it's the northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot live at the minnesota state fair my last day here but brad carlson's back tomorrow with a full slate of guests and goodies we'll be back don't go anywhere What do you call charging thousands of dollars for hearing aids? I call it outrageous, because hearing should not be a privilege for the rich. It's a basic right everyone deserves. Hi, I'm Dr. Chara Curry, board-certified ear, nose, and throat physician. If you or a loved one suffer from hearing loss but can't afford thousands for a hearing aid, I created MD Hearing Aid for you, a high-quality medical-grade hearing aid for a fraction of that price. Try MD Hearing Aid at home, risk-free, for 45 days. Call 1-800-496-0822. No costly doctor's visit. No expensive and time-consuming fittings or appointments. No ugly, old-fashioned hearing aid that costs thousands. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-registered, audiologist-tested hearing aid that's discreet and lets you hear what you've been missing at a savings of more than 80% off the average price of a traditional hearing aid. Try MD Hearing Aid risk-free for 45 days. Call 1-800-496-0822. Plus, you'll get free shipping and free batteries for a year. 1-800-496-0822. You've heard of the fun police? Well, we're the opposite. The original donut shop coffee. Full-flavored, deliciously straightforward coffee best enjoyed with a smile. So good, it's criminal. Enjoy a cup and sprinkle some fun into your day. Made for your Keurig brewer. Find it at Keurig.com and grocery stores everywhere. Just look for the bright teal box with the donut. The original donut shop coffee. Have more fun. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack. Oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Kelly has just entered the break room. Hmm, there's no weird smell coming from the fridge. The garbage can isn't overflowing. And where's that leftover mess from Friday's potluck? Am I in the right office? That's when Kelly remembered the friendly and affordable staff at CTC Professionals gave her office a thorough cleaning. Don't stress about the mess. Let CTC Professionals keep your business neat and tidy. Call them at 651-404-0132 or online at ctccleaningpros.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Coming over the dulcet sounds of what had been Mike Hatch's unofficial theme song for the Attorney General's office. You name that song, Harry Niska? Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. 
Friend, friends of mine in the legal industry told me that. I didn't even make that one up myself. <laughs> anyway, we can't we can't talk about that, can we? But we can talk about our, our guest right now, Harry Niska, who is running for the GOP nomination for uh, attorney general and running up against uh, then, hopefully, to run up against one of three DFL contenders, uh, the human target, John Lesh, uh, Eddie Haskell. What's his name again? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ryan Winkler, and some other person I've never heard of who is just basically meet uh, in the race here at this point uh, with any luck at all. But uh, let's focus on Harry Niska. You are obviously a lawyer, pretty much have to be a lawyer to be attorney general, so you're, that's a good start. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and, and how you got into, uh, get, get into the race. Well, unlike the, the DFL candidates you're referring to, my career has been outside of government. My, I, right. I, I did clerk for a federal judge for a year at the very beginning of my legal career, but I have built a career practicing law, representing clients in the courtroom, helping mostly in business litigation, but helping clients uh, achieve results, trying cases, arguing appeals, actually uh, solving problems for clients. Mm -hmm. um, along the way, I've gotten to do some interesting constitutional litigation too. Uh, for example, in... Uh, in 2011, when Governor Dayton first got into office, he wanted to unionize child care providers. So he tried oh, to do it by executive order, and a, and a number of providers uh, stood up and fought back. I organized a group of daycare parents, and we filed an amicus brief on behalf of those providers, and we won. Uh, more recently, I've been involved in the Dayton Light on a Veto case, when, where he tried to uh, line out a veto all the legislature's funding. Um, I immediately said it was unconstitutional, and one of the uh, DFL leading contenders his immediate response was a little different. Ryan Winkler, he said, brilliant move. <laughs> so that, and that really helps to, that really helps to focus the, the, the difference between uh, my approach to this race and, and the approach you see from the current attorney general who has done nothing in that case right. um, and the, the contenders on the DFL side. We can't look at every legal problem as a, uh, through a political lens. It needs to be upholding and enforcing the law first. And that's, uh, that's the background I bring to this race. And that's the approach I'll bring to this race as the attorney general. Actually achieving results for the client, in this case, the attorney general's client is the people of Minnesota. And putting the client first, the people first, instead of the interests of the, the political interests of the DFL or the Republican Party, or instead of putting the political interests of the holder of that office first. The, the attorney general needs to work for the people of Minnesota, and that's what I'll do. That's why I'm running. That's great. And by the way, not to talk about the DFL necessarily, but if I was Ken Martin right now, I'd be looking at his field running for attorney general and think, well, your choices are between a guy who just got busted by the campaign finance board for, uh, for diverting money from his own campaign fund to cover his own uh, checking account. Uh, that would be John Lesh. And uh, a guy who called Clarence Thomas an Uncle Tom before being ushered ignominiously from office uh, to flee to Belgium. That would be, uh, be Ryan Winkler, uh, Eddie Haskell. Uh, so you, you've done neither of those. That's a good start so far. Right. Well, and, uh, and some of my family here is, uh, is here. Um, I, am the, I, I come from a family where we, uh, growing up in Anoka County, we stayed as far away as we could from lawyers and politicians. I can't think of a single lawyer that I knew growing up. Yep. Um, and frankly, I was, I was raised with values that I didn't think you could be an ethical person, you could be an honest person, uh, be a good Christian, and be a lawyer. I just always assumed you couldn't do that. Right. I learned that was wrong. My family hasn't disowned me. Uh, right. Even though I was the first person in my family to go to law school, they still, <laughs> I, I have some family members here, actually, uh, in the audience. But um, that's the background that I bring to this race. It's different than... Uh, I, I'm not a career politician. I'm, a, I'm, I'm someone who uh, has practiced law out in the real world, and I want to bring that experience to, the, to bear. But uh, you're talking about the DFL field. I mean, I, I think people need to be very, uh, be very cognizant of the stakes that are involved. You, if you wanted to design the worst possible person going into a lab, Dr. Frankenstein style, <laughs> to find the worst possible person to enforce the law fairly for all the people of Minnesota you would come up with someone who fits right into the DFL field. They, they, yeah. they are the, they're basically a collection of career politicians looking yeah. for another step up on the ladder. And frankly, they're, they're going to push, I believe, a far left-wing agenda, a kind of left-wing agenda they can't get passed through the legislature, so they're going to use the courts and the attorney general's office in order to do it. Ryan Winkler has said that he believes that progressives are in a fight and they need to fight to win. Right. This is the person who, uh, like you said, has called, uh, uh, insulted Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, in the most racially insensitive terms. This is a person who wants to represent the people of Minnesota in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's crazy. Yeah. In, the, in the real world where I'm from, where clients hire lawyers to represent them in court, nobody would ever 
hire a lawyer to represent them in court who, who has that kind of a track record. That would never be who you want to hire. And I don't think when, when we get that message out, I don't think the people of Minnesota are going to hire him either. You know, he's someone who went to, who, he moved to Belgium and now he's moving back yep. to run for office. Yeah. That, that strikes a lot of people as the worst of the politics as usual and politicians as usual. And th- that's not what we need in the attorney general's office, not just somebody looking to advance their political career or advance their political agenda. We need an attorney general who will stand up and enforce the law, again, to make Minnesota safe, to make Minnesota fair, and to make Minnesota free. And that's what I want to do as attorney general. That's why I get up every morning trying to make sure that we, that we elect a new attorney general, somebody who will do that, uh, and not one of these career politicians we see on the DFL side. So, good good points all, and of course, you've, you've got to be salivating, look at the potential opposition out there, and hopefully hopefully that's the best they can come up with. Uh, frankly, I think it might be. But but we do, uh, but, but uh, the question I have is, it's been 46 years. It's one of those things where I think people vote for the, the, the incumbent just out of force of habit, because God knows they built up a habit over this last generation and a half, maybe two generations. What's the path to victory for a Republican running in a race like this for an office that's been DFL hands since before literally you were born? Well, I think that uh, what we saw in the last election is that a lot of people who've been voting one way out of habit mm-hmm. have started to think maybe they, they've, they've gone down the wrong path. We've seen that people are sick and tired of politics as usual and politicians as usual, and they want something different. And we've seen and we see that people want a positive agenda, a positive vision of how you're going to make Minnesota better, how you're going to make Minnesota, again, safe, fair and free. That's the agenda that we need to the vision that we need to get out and communicate to voters. But you need to speak to the concerns of all the people who uh, voted for Donald Trump, whether they uh, are hard Republicans or whether they're people who have never voted for a Republican before in their life. Uh, You need to speak to those concerns and you need to uh, attract voters voters who are independent-leaning or, rep- or, or right-leaning who couldn't find a way to vote for Donald Trump. And we need to get out and communicate a positive vision that's attractive to all those people. And frankly, I think the attorney general's office is a great opportunity. The attorney general's race is a great opportunity to do that. We're talking about the rule of law. We're talking about infor- public safety. We're talking about our constitutional freedoms. Those are things that should be able to unify our party, the Republican Party, and reach out and communicate to uh, rural voters, suburban voters, and urban voters. People, th- these are the real-world concerns that people have. And if we can explain to them how we're going to do that, how we're going to make their lives better, more safe, more fair, more free, and how the DFL vision continuing to elect the, the same old, same old from the DFL party and give them a half-century of one-party control over, their, uh, over, their, uh, over this office, how that's going to make their lives less safe, less fair, and less free. That's the message we need to get out and, and communicate to people. But we need help. We're, we're working to build a grassroots organization. We're working to build, uh, uh, to, to raise the resources to get that message out. And that's why we're in this race early, and that's why it's so important. Absolutely important that you be building that. Great that you're out there that early because you're up against a media that was, uh, that's been painting Lori Swanson's toenails for the last 12 years. And before that were largely Mike Hatch's drinking buddies, literally down at the M Cafe downtown. So how can people find out more? How, what kind of help do you need? It's a year away from the race, which is not too early. Uh, how can people help out uh, yeah. and learn more about yeah, you and your race? Good question. So harryniska.com is my email, er, is my website. Uh, Facebook.com slash Harry Niska. Uh, you, can find, you can find me there, too. Uh, we need to, we're, we're, we're focusing on two things. I said raising money and building a grassroots organization. We are competing for the Republican endorsement uh, in, in, in June. Uh, there will be a state convention in June of next year. Uh, people can sign up to volunteer. We need volunteer help. People can sign up to be on our mailing list to learn more information. And people can contribute. We need, like I said, we need the resources to contribute. And we are participating in the PCR program as well. So people can send, uh, donate up to $50, and they can, get, uh, they can get up to a $50 refund for their donation from the state. So they send a, do- a donation to us. We send them a receipt. You submit t- that to the state, and the state will send you that money back. So uh, we, if, if people are able to give to our, our campaign, we, uh, we can uh, provide those refunds to them. But we need a lot of help. Like I said, we need the resources to get our message out. We need a grassroots organization to get our message out. We need about a million votes to win this election, and that's what we're building towards, uh, slowly but surely. Um, and uh, Website, Harry, one more time. HarryNiska.com. H-A-R-R-Y-N-I-S-K-A.com. Absolutely. Harry, we'll talk again sometime in the next uh, 14 months, no doubt. It's, uh, this is an important race. I mean, deceptively important. People don't know 
after 46 years of hearing the same side of the story, people don't know how important this race is. And uh, getting that word out is going to be a big part of the job this next year and change. So thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me, Mitch. My pleasure. I appreciate we'll it. Have your people stay in touch with my people. We'll do this again. When we come back, another race of deceptive importance, the Minneapolis Park Board. Jonathan Hunterbrink's running for that office. We'll be talking with him shortly. Uh, when uh, we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair, right next to the temporary lull in budding American industry at the Home Depot booth on Underwood, uh, right here at Murphy, right across from uh, the, the Navy Disco here on Underwood. Go nowhere. The fun is technically three quarters over and yet still, oddly, counterintuitively, just beginning. Be right back. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety five. One eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. That's one eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Julian. We work at Memorial Blood Centers. We're phlebotomists, the people who have the honor of connecting with generous volunteer blood donors. Every day when I'm working at one of our donor centers, I get to see our regulars. It's amazing to know that people in our community are committed to saving lives this way. I love working on blood mobiles and being on the road and meeting new blood donors. Everyone has a story to tell about why they give blood. Memorial Blood Centers is a community blood bank founded right here in the Twin Cities. Make sure local hospitals and patients have a safe and stable supply of blood, and we need your help. Donating blood takes less than an hour, but it can be the difference between life and death for someone in need. Schedule your appointment to donate at mbc.org. That's mbc.org. At Memorial Blood Centers, we are life-saving blood. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. My location on Underwood, just south of Murphy, uh, right next to the Home Depot booth. That pounding sound you hear in the background is a generation of new carpenters, steel uh, workers, sheet metal fabricators, and plumbers uh, training themselves to, uh, to, to take their place in the trades. Staring, there's a there's a there's about a two year old girl down there who swings a mean hammer. I got to tell you, she's got to be uh, getting recruited here before too terribly long. 
Uh, so it's it's always a it's always a pleasure to watch the next generation of builders uh, uh, trained uh, over there. In fact, the first generation I saw, I think I hired to rebuild my back porch last year. Uh, so this is uh, there's definitely a pipeline from uh, Home Depot to Mitch's uh, contractor list. Anyway, uh, we're we're up next guest uh, on the broadcast here today. We talked to last who was running for mayor of Minneapolis. He's, uh, he's pivoted, and he's moved to perhaps an even more intriguing possibility. Uh, Jonathan Honnebrink uh, joins us. Jonathan, welcome back to the broadcast. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, never better. Worst day on the air is better than the best day off it. So. That's true. Well, it's funny. You talking about Home Depot. That's where I was at most of my 20s. Oh, really? Corporate. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's where right. I got my that's whole right. start. I was that's a Home Depot guy. Yep. That's right. That's right. No wonder they were observing a moment of silence over there. <laughs> out, of, out of deference to an alumnus. That's it. Right. No, this is, this, I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So you, last time we talked, uh, we're running for mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah. And, of course, every time we, we every mayoral race, there's always some Republican who takes a chaotic run, uh, not chaotic and chaotic run for the mayor of Minneapolis, more or less like the Republican that always tries to run against Keith Ellison, uh, the one who always tries to run for Congress here in the fourth. I mean, there's always reason for hope. There's always a theoretical uh, road to victory. But on the other hand, it's Minneapolis, a place that makes Berkeley look like rural Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you decided to run for park board. Why is that? Um, there's a lot of different issues. You know, a lot of my focus when I was looking at the mayoral race mm-hmm. was about the park board system. Right. And since I grew up in the park board system and I understand what's going on, and I've done eight years of volunteer work with the park board system and worked with kids multiple times, I okay. understand that these things haven't been touched or developed yet. They had a larger budget almost times two from Three River District. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But there's a huge difference from Three Rivers compared to Minneapolis because Minneapolis Park Board is responsible for the community centers. Okay. Okay? So if you take, let's say, Maple Grove, which has a beautiful community center, Mm -hmm. or you take St. Louis Park that built a beautiful community center. Right. None of the community centers uh, have been touched or anything really done to them since the 60s, except some paint. Right. And they're about the size of that Home Depot. Okay. That little that little store right there, not an actual store, but that little box that you got going on. Right. So, and and one of the things I know as a kid, when I was a kid and I felt afraid because I grew up in North Minneapolis, and there was times, you know, there was crazy stuff that happened. I would go to the park board, and it was open for a specific amount of time. Right. It was open in the morning till about five or six or seven at night. Right. Nowadays, it's one to five. Jeez. So they're closed down. So the kids, not only are they getting a bad school system, they're getting a bad park board system, and they're not getting anything done in the park board to redevelop. In fact, my last year that I worked in the park board system was 2015 because I was asked uh, by my fiance at the time to no longer work there because I was grabbing a kid off of North Commons after there was a gunfight between James and Broadway. So, and, and what was she I'm, concerned about? That was going to get a shot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that was just a concern. <laughs> yeah, no, I understood. Yeah. And so, but the, you know, the park police are typically absent from the community parks themselves. They like to sit on River Road. And no, I understand who wants to get shot or disrespected. But at the yeah. same time, um, they're not safe. They're not redeveloped. Majority of everything that uh, equipment or anything that the kids get uh, at the park board level is going to be from donations. And I've worked with Larry Fitzgerald on stuff. I've worked with other organizations. Prior Lake has donated a lot of things. Right. Uh, because they waste a lot of money at the park board system. Period. How much money are we talking? I mean, you say three times the size of three rivers. Those of us who aren't in the park business have no idea what kind of money you're talking about and, and, and what it should be going for. What, what kind I, of money are we talking about? I didn't, I didn't say uh, three times. I said it's, it's a twice the budget almost. Oh. It's almost like $100 million versus like 58 You know, So there's a, there's a big difference, but a lot of it's, it's donations. It's, a miracle, I didn't say, it's yeah. a miracle I didn't say three times the t- size of two rivers if you no. catch my drift. Okay. So three rivers is actually much larger, but three rivers has a lot more functioning programs. Gotcha. Uh, but at the same time, they don't have community centers. So you have to right. understand that's part of the development. And one thing that, that I noticed the park board's trying to get involved in again, which I, I disagree that Minneapolis should get involved in in any kind of business structure, right. is setting up restaurants on River Road. So that's, that's wonderful. That's great to take care of that. But that's kind of you know serving one community that's obviously a more wealthy community in Minneapolis versus yeah. the communities that need them. So... I think it's it's irresponsibleness that's happening through the park board, and I hope to get elected and work with people in the park board because I know I can make some make a change. Because my background's building, development, right. 
and community centers and understanding what we need to do. And a lot of the people do not have that background. Currently, you only have horticulturists that work in the park board, but the park board is much more than plants. Right. It is development, it's buildings, and it, people, community parks. That's how our program works, and that's what we talk about. Yeah, so, so and, and by the way, this, I, I had not heard that they're trying to get into the restaurant business. A, aren't that, isn't that supposed to be a private sector thing? B, this is so in parallel with so much of what happens in Minneapolis where the city focuses on redeveloping Lake Street, the south side, downtown, uh, West River Road, all, all these places where it's fun to be working on things because mm-hmm. you don't get shot. You right. don't have to wade through trash to get to work. You, 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 everything isn't falling apart. Uh, the city of Minneapolis itself focuses itself on the south side and leaves the north side to other people, the feds, nonprofits, whomever, to try and take mm-hmm. care of, and we see how well that's working. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like the park board is following suit. Do I, do I gather that correctly that, here? They're following suit to a little bit. I mean, I mean, just put it like this. you got Ward 4, 5, and 6 probably have the, lo- the most poverty rate within, right. within Minneapolis, and they're predominantly a liberal area, uh-huh. uh, but it's never served them. It's, right. n- it's never served them at all, and it comes down to that no one has personal development or power or have anything done for them by showing them how to move forward in life. And so one of the things that I heard this week that helped me even understand more why I'm truly running to the park board, I went to Southwest High School, and the coach at Southwest High School has said, you know what, Jonathan? Because I had to drop a shirt off for my kid. He had a dress shirt. He had a game on Thursday. Right. right. He said, Jonathan, I appreciate how you work with these kids. I appreciate everything you've done for them because you've helped grow and develop them. And they are some of the most intelligent, smart, respectful kids I've ever worked with. And they all come from the same park system, which is North Commons. Right. So what we always taught was the basics, getting down to the basics. So the first thing that I'm communicating right here, let's get to the basics of the park board level. What do we own? What is our structure? What is our development? What do we need to get rid of? And what do we need to do as a community? And we got to bring community together and have a park board system and a structure that makes logical sense. These 1950-60 buildings have to go. Okay. They have to go. And we deserve better. We have the money to do it. We need to start spending it better. The taxpayers of Minneapolis have been paying for better, goodness knows. So let's talk about the basics. What are the basics? If you get on the park board... What is the Hunter Brink agenda? Uh, well, the first thing we have to look at is Hiawatha's got a huge issue, right? Hiawatha's flooding out. And every house within a four-block radius around Hiawatha, their idea is to create it into a swampland. But if they know anything about swamplands, uh-huh. that only gets bigger. It doesn't get smaller. Right. In Minnesota, typically, I, I just, right now, it's like Florida. Right. Except it freezes. Right. That's what it is because it's clay ground. Right. So you have swampland, and what's going to happen to all the houses around there is the basements are going to continue to flood. They're going to lose value in their houses. Now, okay. Let me back up here. For people who aren't from North Minneapolis, including our... our this is li- south side. Yeah, okay, yep. south side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiawatha Creek is what you're talking about here. Well, we're that. talking about Hiawatha. So Hiawatha gets the runoff. It's a man-made lake that I comes see. from Nokomis. Okay, Nokomis has been raising on average of two inches a year. Okay. The creek's been raising on average of seven inches a year. Minnetonka's dumping water into the creek, which was made to do that. Unfortunately, okay. it's getting overtaken. Wow. All right? Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's happened is MnDOT has decided to dump all their snow over in that Nacomas area. Now you're raising the lake water, which is going to Hiawatha, which is flooding out the course, which they decided that they need to do something with, which is create a swampland. The only problem with creating a swampland, you might as well throw all the value of the four blocks around their houses lower because they've already got that because their basements are flooded. People are mad. And they're not coming up with practical solutions. And they got a swamp down the street. They got a swamp down the street. So the best thing to do is understand this isn't a Minneapolis issue. It's not a Three River Parks issue. It's a Minneapolis Three River Park, MnDOT. And it's an issue that has to be worked on uh, with the watershed district. Because they're creating a lot of problems into Minneapolis, and Minneapolis should not be paying at it. The state needs to start looking at that. Absolutely. We're talking with Jonathan Hanabrink, who is running for Minneapolis Park Board. We'll be talking about uh, his, uh, his path to victory and, and the path of any one who's not part of the DFL machine to victory in a place like Minneapolis, especially on the Minneapolis Park Board, as well as part of the, uh, the swamp 
uh, the figurative swamp that needs to be drained along with the literal one down on Hiawatha. Right. Uh, do, we may have a caller on the line. We'll get to that right after the break as well. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break while we're waiting for that, though. Uh, 651-289-4488 if you have questions for Jonathan Hanabrink. In the meantime, we'll be right back. Go nowhere. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair, live on Underwood just south of Murphy next to the Home Depot booth. And the pounding is starting. It's not just in my head, folks. Stay tuned. AM 1280, The Patriot. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This is a special alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle tax problems. An open phone line has been established by National Tax Relief. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-210-0311 today. That's 1-800-210-0311. When you call, you'll get information and see if you qualify. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and can't afford to pay them back, there's no need to fear anymore. You may qualify for a program that could settle your tax problems and save you money. For free information and to see if you qualify, call National Tax Relief today at 1-800-210-0311. That's 1-800-210-0311. Call National Tax Relief today, 1-800-210-0311. When Hurricane Harvey struck Texas and the Gulf Coast over the weekend, the world turned upside down for children and families in its path. When disaster strikes, children suffer in unimaginable ways. And Save the Children is there to meet their unique needs. Even now, Save the Children is in Texas and along the Gulf Coast, making sure hurt and frightened children impacted by Hurricane Harvey get the help they need. To care for and protect children has been the mission of Save the Children for nearly a 100 years. So when tragedies like Hurricane Harvey strike, they're Prepared and they're on the ground for children and their families around the world and right here at home. Your $50 right now to save the children will deliver essential supplies for families forced to evacuate, including hygiene kits, blankets, portable cribs, and strollers. Children are counting on us. Call 888-248-0312. That's 888-248-0312. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. Kelly has just entered the break room. Hmm, there's no weird smell coming from the fridge. The garbage can isn't overflowing. And where's the leftover mess from Friday's potluck? Am I in the right office? That's when Kelly remembered the friendly and affordable staff at CTC Professionals gave her office a thorough cleaning. Don't stress about the mess. Let CTC Professionals keep your business neat and tidy. Call them at 651-404-0132 or online at ctccleaningpros.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're hearing Ario Speedwagon. It must be the Minnesota State Fair. I know this is on the radio and not wafting over from the grandstand, but it certainly will be. I don't know if they're playing here this year, but somebody like them certainly is. Ario Speedwagon or Head East or... or or uh, Def Leppard or somebody, somebody like that. Anyway, uh, we're talking with Jonathan Hanabrink, who's running for the Minneapolis Park Board. Now, you were pointing out uh, during the break here that we, there hasn't been a Republican who has won a race of any kind in Minneapolis since 1993. That's 24 years ago. That's a, pretty much a generation ago, yeah. uh, Jonathan. And, and that, uh, similar in St. Paul. I think our last uh, Republican left the school board in, I want to say, 2000, maybe 2002, 2003. It's been forever. So what is a Republican's path to victory, even in a race like the park board? Well, you know, I, I think just getting into win one race. Yeah. Just one, just winning one is super important, no matter what it is in Minneapolis, because it, it creates a stepping stone. Yeah. So how do we get to the stepping stone? So I've thought about this, and, and I've thought about it over and over and over again. If we don't get other districts outside of CD5 involved, it's not going to happen. Sometimes 
when you go to battle in a war, uh -huh. you know, because that's what this is coming down to. We have to win this area, yep. okay? And if you're not going to sit down and try to gather all the great talent outside of CD5 to help put things together and get things done in Minneapolis, yeah. it's not going to happen. You know, and I, so you can spend as much money as you want. You can do billboards. You can do newspaper. You can do lit drops. But mm -hmm. everyone's got to get involved. Yeah, you know, Keith Ellison sends campaign contributions he gets to other parts of the state where right. the DFLers are in closer races here. And if there's ever if there's a, ever a time when people like in the 6th Congressional District, Tom Emmer's district, where Tom Emmer's going to win by a three-digit margin of victory right. this next time around, right. maybe by over 100 points for all we know, uh, could probably peel off a couple bucks to, to move the needle in Minneapolis. That would be, I mean, just, just the idea of the, the, the boost to morale that would happen in Minneapolis right. and maybe St. Paul, too, right. if we actually got one of the good guys a win anywhere on the, any ticket. I mean, Soil and Water Conservation Board, for crying out loud. Right, something. Than, yeah. <laughs> part, well, think about it like this. Minneapolis, yeah. if it changed two points, just two points for the gubernatorial race. Yep. Guess what happens? Uh, Democrats lose statewide races Correct. all over the place. Absolutely. Correct. That's all that happens. So it's time for some of us outside of CD5 to step up and say, you know, what can we do to help our campaign? Uh, what can we do to get involved? Can we donate? Can we do different things like that? And, yes, you can. You can, you can donate outside of your district. You yeah, absolutely. That? Because it's always going to affect you. Okay, so I can hear people in right. cars around the metro, at radios around the metro, <laughs> online going, okay, Jonathan Hanebrink, right. how can I help out? I live in CD6. I live in CD, uh, CD2. I've got a few bucks to spare, right. a, a little bit of time. How can I help in uh, Minneapolis? Yeah, time, whatever it might be, go to jonathan4minneapolis.com, and it's all spelled out, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-F-O-R, minneapolis.com. Sign up, get involved, we'll get a hold of you. Uh, someone in our campaign will call you and talk to you. And, you know, we got to get a win in Minneapolis. It's yeah. been too long. It has been too long. 24 and years. And it's I, was in, I was a freshman in high school. Oh, shush. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I feel your pain. Right. Uh, I, I had, uh, my, my, my oldest was two years old. So, yeah, right. no, I absolutely. No, seriously, though. Uh, and, and it's not, not just beyond pushing the needle and, right. and beyond a morale boost to the St. Uh, Minneapolis City Committee, as important as those both are going to be. There are some great people at the City Committee. Th there I'm really telling are. You, there are. There are. There's got some, some great people. I've got some very good friends but in the Minneapolis But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, mm -hmm. and it's an uphill battle, and, and boy, just getting a little whiff of victory would go such a long way. This yeah. would be huge. Beyond that, though, let's talk about the politicized cesspool that you have at the Minneapolis Park Board. I remember in 2008, when the St. Paul, uh, when they were planning the National Convention in St. Paul, yeah. Uh, the, the Minneapolis Park Board decided to take a little swing at politics and raise the price of tent rental mm -hmm. from, I think it was $150 to $10,000, basically because who's going to be renting tents? Oh, by the way, the, the price right. range happened to be the right. The hike was during the RNC. So right. who's going to be renting tents during the RNC? Bunch of filthy Republicans. Well, I, I don't know too much about that. You actually brought that up to me. That's kind of sad that that actually happened. Sad's a word uh, for it, yep. I, I can tell you that the Minneapolis Park Board does charge low fees for a lot of different things. They do. Uh, it's $28 to golf at Hiawatha, very similar at Theater Worth. Um, most of the kids that play football or basketball, any, any kind of sport at the community centers, typically don't have... Uh, money to pay the $30 or whatever it might be to, right. to get involved. But the park board does take care of that on a lot of levels. But the problem is the coaches actually pay for a lot of that out of their own pocket. And oh, yeah. that's a volunteer job. Right. You're not getting paid to do it like, you know, in Minnetonka or Bloomington. They do get paid to do their job for those cities. Oh, yeah. Um, Minneapolis Park Board has got a lot of responsibility. Yeah. It's a beautiful park system. It always has been. It's naturally beautiful. The Chain of Lakes is amazing. It's been one of the, the, the things that Minneapolis has been most proud about for as long as I can remember, right. growing but, up in North Dakota. But I'll tell you right now, go on, look at your community centers, and then that pride level jumps down to a Ooh. level that is embarrassment. It is. I have been in a Super few of them. Yeah, they make, they make the St. Paul community centers look pretty downright Tony, and, and St. Paul's got its problems, so right. that should tell right. you something. And I don't even want to know what the, uh, the community centers are like up on the north side. I mean, we should know. It should be something that is publicized to people, and it's something that does need to change because, yet again, 
uh, the city of Minneapolis is shorting the north side and, right. and pumping resources into, oh, you know, everything else. Riverside, the, you know, the $20 million by the U.S. Bank Stadium for exactly. the Vikings. So that, that money can be more properly used. Yep. To take care of the kids that need it and, and need a place they call home. Because that's what I called home when I was a kid. Absolutely. And that's very important to me. And to understand that uh, is the biggest aspect of what the community parks uh, do. Okay. It's a home. Absolutely. So one more time, the website. Website to go to if you're outside, especially outside of Minneapolis. And we'll talk about people in Minneapolis, what they can do. It's uh, JonathanForMinneapolis.com. Spelled out J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, not O-N, A-N. For Minneapolis.com, and uh, get signed up, get involved. We're going to be doing a lot of lit drops. We'll be doing uh, door knocking, stuff like that, to get get the word out, the message out, sign droppage, things like that, just yep. to have a consistent, consistent presence. Yep. You know, Mary's helped put together a great schedule. She's doing a great job on that. And then on top of those things, you know, we're going to be getting in debates coming up. Excellent. Know? That 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 looks good. And by the way, uh, the. This is one of those races where I mean, it's got to be name recognition that puts you right. over the top there. I mean, that's like, who knows? I, I couldn't name a single member of the Minneapolis Park Board. I'm a junkie for this stuff. Right. Uh, so I would have to think if you just get enough people who know Honorbrink. Oh, that's an unusual name. I right. remember that one. It's other than an Anderson. I remember that one. I'll put that down. <laughs> right. So let's talk about people in Minneapolis. Now, this is an off-year race. It's coming up right quicker. Yep. In fact, since they have early voting. Uh, the election starts. Uh, when does the voting start in Minneapolis? September 22nd, early voting. Three weeks out. Three weeks out. We're getting really close, and you can go ahead and vote early and often, as the liberals say. No, yeah. just, That's <laughs> right. Just vote once. We don't want you voting more than once. But, no, realistically, get out there and vote right away. Get oh, yeah. some steam. Get some steam put into the race right away. If you have conservative values or even moderate values, because I'm very much a moderate. Right. Move forward, get in there, let's get some steam. We'll see the votes rolling in. It's a first, second, and third. Yeah. Put me down. If you, if you have someone, that's your number one. I right. get it. Yep. Put me down number two. <laughs> if you have someone, that's your number two. Put me down number three. You know, give me first, second, or third, and I'm trying to get as many of those as I can. Absolutely. If, if you, you like someone better, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you don't, give me number two. This is at large, by at the large. way. So this right. is, it's not like you have to, you have to build up anything in one district. So if you know someone in Minneapolis, just get the name across. Honor right. break. Have Honor the name break. stick in their head. It's all right. it takes. Hopefully. And sign up. You know, we want signs in yards. If you sign up on the website, you say you want to sign in the yard, we will get that to you. Absolutely. We're talk- Jonathan Honorbrink, best of luck. Let's do this, do this again before mm-hmm. the election. Okay. Make sure we get the name recognition out there for people who have your people call my people. They, they have a way of <laughs> right. getting a hold yeah. of me, so absolutely right. do that. Northern Alliance, thanks for stopping by. Jonathan Honorbrink, I will post your website at shotinthedark.info right. after the broadcast. Thank you very absolutely. much, Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. Uh, we're the Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair. My last day of my 14th year out here. Of course, Brad Carlson's out here tomorrow, 2 to 3. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Hi, Jake Duesenberg here again with Action for Liberty. Our neighbors to the east in Wisconsin just became a top 10 state for business, according to Chief Executive Magazine. Meanwhile, back here in Minnesota, we rank number 38. If you would like to see Minnesota become a top 10 state by cutting taxes and reducing regulation, we have a plan, but we need your help. Join Action for Liberty today by visiting www.actionforliberty.com. That's action, the number four, liberty.com. Past attenders, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, St. Louis, or Dallas. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000, but now with the special offer, it's half price, just $1,000. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Deals. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Are you self-motivated and creative? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Do you believe in the importance of small business? Oh, yeah. Then call us. We're looking to add an additional account executive here at Salem Media Twin Cities, and you may be perfect for our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call today at 651-289-4418. That's 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. 
I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, closest oral rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closest is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closest Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closest.com or get Closest today at Walgreens, CVS Health, and Walmart. You've worked your entire life to grow your savings. Don't let a market crash wipe out your hard-earned money. You can protect and grow your money by learning the same skills that Wall Street uses at Online Trading Academy. You can learn to manage your money with minimal fees because you're the best steward of your money. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Online Trading Radio. This is three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 